Hello and welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. I'm hitting record. <laughs> <laughs> That's Rebecca. Thank you for joining us as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of the structural integrity of my chair. <laughs> it held up. Boom, baby. <laughs> I might have hit record and then realized there wasn't a clean shot back to my chair because the microphone was in the way. That's fine. And you then I nearly gracefully? missed. I nearly missed the chair. It was graceful and beautiful and you're magical. My butt might hurt. That's I'm sorry. <laughs> that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> well, if you could tell by the adorable uh, Scottish giggle in the background, <laughs> and Rebecca almost ate it. <laughs> we have a friend joining us today. Welcome, CK. <laughs> Yes, of friends and monsters, infernal souls, and eternal arseholes, and your newest venture that drops in, what, two days? Something like that? Three days. Hey, hey, Tiff, what's the name of the show? Mother Trucker. Hold on. CK's uh, killing it? Colon. Yeah. Colon. Don't look. I can see you looking at your phone. No, I'm looking at the date to see when this is supposed to come out. If you, it's the 28th. 20th, it comes on the 28th. Yeah. Okay, three days. Yeah, it's called CK's, CK's killing, killing it. it. True crime in true crime in history. That's yeah. more than three words. There's no way we would have remembered that, right? We do I good know. remembering our show's name, and that has four words. <laughs> An intro <laughs> without hurting ourselves. I was Rebecca last time. You were. Yeah. It was wonderful. <laughs> so if anyone out there does not know, and if you've listened to our show, you do know. Because he's the most pre- uh, the person who's been on the most. Absolutely. Four times? This is my fourth. Boom yeah. shakalaka. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to spiel a little bit about uh, your shows and where they can find you and all that good jazz? Yes. I have Martha Monsters, which is not long turn four, actually, in August. And oh, it's wow. family... Yeah, I know. And I've still only done like 80 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) So much for being organized. It's a family-friendly one. I don't say fucking it. And it's good for everybody. My dog's in it. And my three cats are in it. Ray can talk. Finn is learning how to talk a little bit. Bobby and Castiel are silent assassins. They're the security of the place. (laughs) And we investigate different things, different cryptids. There's been aliens in it. We just investigated the Mary Celeste or the Mary Celeste, if you want to be posh about it. And that was fun. And that's really good. That can be found basically anywhere. But Acast is the best one to use because I can get ad revenue out. (laughs) There There is also one series of one called Infernal Souls and Eternal Arseholes, which is going to be coming back again. I'm just in the Yes. Getting my organization sorted. So Infernal yeah. Souls is not for kids unless you don't like your kids. <laughs> <laughs> or you want them to learn some really inventive swearing. The first one is set in Alcatraz. It's hosted by a ghost of a former inmate called Charlie Baglin. It's kind of hard to describe because there's so much that happens in it. It's a, it's a six parts. It's one story. And it just sort of grows and grows and grows till the, the, the climax at the end of it. Oh, Tiff, oh, Tiff, you were doing so well. I saw you raise your eyebrows. I saw it. I was going to Sorry. use the new more, but I thought I'll try climax and see what she says. But I, I had a, I had a lot of fun doing it. You learn about Alcatraz as well and different prisoners that have been in there, but there's also Charlie's story running through it the whole way through as well. There will be a second series, which is set in the Winchester house and it'll be coming at some point. Yeah. There's another one called Popcorn and Monsters, but I'm going to mention that later because it slightly relates to some of the stuff I'm talking about. And I've got a new one coming out 
called CK's Killing It, True Crime and History that myself and my mate Suzanne St. John are doing. Uh, Suzanne does the research and the writing. I do the talking and the writing and the editing. And we're doing cases that are pre-1960, maybe lesser known ones that folk don't know, but we also incorporate the history of the time as well, because it can sometimes affect the situation of the crime. It can, what's been going on, historically speaking, may lead to people doing the crimes like the the Dust Bowl or the, the Wall Street crash or something like that led to, you know, crimes being committed because of situations. So there's that as well. It's serious. We don't make fun of any victims whatsoever, but it is a little bit sarcastic, but only towards the people who are absolute arseholes of the piece, as it were. As it should be. Yeah. So there's a a long-form promo out just now, and there's a teaser episode just been released about a case uh, involving a lassie called Nan Patterson and Caesar Young. She was a, a Floradora girl, which came out early 1900s and they were the sort of precursor to the Busby Berkeley Ziegfeld Follies kind of um... I love being friends with people who are so much yeah, smarter okay, than I'm I am. It's my, it's, as we record this, it's my birthday, I'm only 48 and I remember these motherfuckers <laughs> so, but they're basically, if you can, you've probably seen films where they do an overhead shot and there's a sort of formation of dancers going round doing that kind of thing yeah. That's that style of thing. The Flora Dora girls were precursors to that. And they had, okay. they showed ankles. <gasps> they showed mid calves. Oh my. And only one of them, only one of them wore tights. <gasps> oh, For scandal. See, we are a family ankles. friendly show. Do Sorry. you know who you were speaking to? Flip we are the ladies of Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Initially called the Ladies of Ankles, I believe it was. <laughs> But, but yeah, we'll so that's, that's the, the teaser that... one. Sorry, Rebecca. Nice. No, I was just going to say, Tiffy 100% sent me a Snapchat. Like, she wasn't dressed. I didn't see anything, but she 100% was not wearing clothes. <laughs> it's fine. I got a response that was like, dot, 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 are you naked? And my response was, that depends on whether or not you will disown me. <laughs> I know the answer to that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the teaser episode that's out just now. It's I say teaser, it's 20 minutes long. But the initial one's going to be out, the first proper episode, as it were, is going to be out on Halloween. I'm not going to tell you what the case is, because I don't know Ooh. what case it's going to be. <laughs> um, and we're going to do uh, do it in seasons. There's going to be 10 episodes per season. It's going to be fortnightly, or every two weeks, um, if you're not familiar with fortnightly. And then we're going to have a little break, and then we're going to do it again. So that's that one. And the other one, Popcorn and Monsters, I'll get to because it relates to a little bit of the bit that I'm doing soon. Or yeah. now, <laughs> even. But <laughs> fuck me, we're like five minutes in and it's just all been, I do this and I do that and I do this and I do that. It's but okay. if you, you can listen to them whenever you listen to your things. Use Acast, I get money. But you can listen to it whenever. I'm on the Twitter for CK's Killing It. If you're looking for CK is Killing It, it's just under CK is Killing It on all the social medias. Mirth and Monsters is Mirth73 on Instagram. Um, not on Twitter for that. Not am I on Twitter for Infernal Souls because I don't really like Twitter <laughs> particularly. I don't know. 
but because CK is killing it as a true crime one, there's a lot of true crime people that you know you can just yeah you know talk to. And, and like of that. course, we will have all of the things linked and shared. Yeah, and... that's that's a lot easier actually. CK is killing it is the only one that's got the same thing for everything. Whereas me being a dumb tit when I was doing Mercy and Infernal Souls has got different things for each one. So I adore you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, give it a listen if you could. Um, I would appreciate it greatly. And uh, I hope yeah. you dig it if you give it a try. And if you do, let me know. That'd be smashing. It's always nice to get feedback or constructive criticism. Or if you just want to tell me to fuck off, please don't. Don't. Please don't. Because that's rude. We will fight you. We will I have will. to come out of our hibernation and take you down. Yeah, I will also tell you to fuck off back and... and Okay. Hunt and it's bear in a Scottish accent. So, <laughs> not right, Jeff. Yes, Tiff. it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's allowed. I'll allow it. Yeah, but no. If you so. want to give them a try, please do. That'd be grand. Appreciate it. Perfect. Well, uh, CK, you are bringing us a fine presentation today. I was going to say story, but you said it's a uh, accumulation and accumulation. It's a mishmosh. It's a bish bash. Like it's a hodgepodge. It's a monster mash. So it's fun oh, facts with CK. Nice. <gasps> fun yes. facts with the CK. Yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. Dun, dun, dun. There are some facts in yeah. there. Some of them are made up, but the facts. <laughs> <laughs> no one said the facts had to be. Now, if you say it with confidence. <laughs> Who said that? No one. That's what I said. No one. They should be. Shh. Just be pretty. What? <laughs> Right, okay. So this one is entitled Halloween with the Ladies. That's you what. So. That is us. I am going to do. What it was going to be was just like the history of gothic writing, how it came about, and all that kind of stuff. Turns out, a little bit dull. (laughs) Interesting, but a little bit dull. And there's also not too much to it, really. So, what I've done instead is, I'm still talking about gothic writing and a variety of different things, but it's more of a, if you're going to a house to get your, your sweeties on Halloween, or your candy, you, you, you don't get certain ones, you get a little bit of a handful, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, which is what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a little bit of this, and then give you a little bit of that. So. You guys missed the, uh, store. the hip thrust <sighs> that went with the give you a little bit yeah, of this. And at my age, I think I've just popped out. <laughs> the hip, the hip, the hip. The hip. Uh-huh. That's what the kids are calling it nowadays. Okay, so what I'm going to begin with, or who I'm going to begin with, is Ooh. Mary Shelley. Yes, my favorite. Yeah. So, <laughs> gonna give you a little bit of basics with Mary Shelley. First of all, she wasn't born Mary Shelley. She was born Mary Godwin from her mum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Mary Shelley was born 30th of August, 1797. Virgo. Uh, Yeah, sure. She wasn't a Virgo for long. (laughs) Uh, And she was born Mary Wollstonecraft Godwin. uh, Her father was William Godwin. Her mother was Mary Wollstonecraft. And unfortunately, her mother died when she was very, very young. So that was an initial take that (laughs) in her life. Uh, Born in London, uh, Somerstown, London. When her mum died, the dad was a good dad, and he taught her about fine arts and literature and all that kind of thing. That was groovy. He then hooked up with the next-door neighbour, 
she didn't like the the new mum because she was only four at the time, and it was Mrs. Claremont from next door. I've forgotten to write down her first Fucking name. Mrs. Claremont. Yeah, or Miss Claremont. It would have been to be fair. <laughs> Back in those days, and then she got a half sister called Claire Claremont. Oh, unfortunate. Yeah, I know. But um, they actually got on pretty well. So then they just lived their life at a bit. When she was 15 years old, into her life entered Percy Shelley. Percy Biss Shelley. That uh, old, old cad who was 20, (laughs) married. She was 15 and they started having a relationship. I don't like it. And then they... Decided it's not going so well here. Let's fuck off to France. So off they fucked. Oh, to France. And to France. Off they fucked indeed because she came back pregnant. Ah. Uh, the half sister oh. actually also went as well. Claire Claremont. She also went with them as well. Uh, she wanted to be a bad girl too, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they went to France. They went around Europe for a wee bitty. She came back knocked up. It it does. It her life was pretty tragic, to be honest, or at least the beginnings of it was pretty tragic because she actually had. Okay, she gave birth to four children, uh, oh. but only one actually survived beyond the age of mm. five, and all with Percy. To be fair, they they mm-hmm. they did eventually get married and stay together, but <sighs> so there are some dark parts, not too many, and I've decided just to sort of fling them at you. And then move on. Fair. <laughs> the last time I was on was very dark and very emotional for everybody. And, I, you know, oh, yeah. it's Halloween. It's about death and torture. So, up, upbeat. <laughs> it's my favorite for a reason. Yeah. So, Percy's wife kind of killed herself a little bit. Oh. When she that... was a little bit. <laughs> she was kind of pregnant. Um, oh, oh, no. But because of his behavior and because of the... Yeah, it it was too much for her. Her name was Harriet, by the way. Her her name was Harriet. And she uh, drowned herself, which is not great. Yeah, but that's sort of like a bit of a mashup of what happened with uh, Mary when she was, like, from the age of 15 onwards. Her and Percy were together for a good long while. Till he died, actually. We'll get to another... old age of 35. I, I can't, I didn't actually write down his age, but she was only, she was, I wrote this motherfucker down. She was 53 when she died, and he died before that. So, okay. he wasn't that old. He drowned too. She was only 53? Yeah, she died in 1851. Huh. February 1851. Okay. Yeah. So, she packed a lot in, in that time, to be fair. Spoiler yeah. alert. Including Percy. Uh, well, it's not a spoiler to say <laughs> that she's dead. Um, or is she? Maybe somebody reanimated her. But this is what takes me to Geneva in Italy. And they rented a villa called the Diodati. And it was Mary, who was still Mary Godwin at the time, but she went by the name of Mrs. Shelley. They did eventually mm-hmm. marry, but they weren't at this time. She was just, you know what? I'm Mrs. Shelley, all right? Percy Shelley was there. John William Polidori was there who was the physician of Lord Byron. I say the name Lord, Lord Byron. 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 Got it. Like that. Because he was a fuckwit. He was not a nice person. Don't give a fuck if he was good with the poetry and all that malarkey. He was a dick. Got so it. there. Good to know. 
Well, <laughs> he pissed off from his wife and kids as well. And then he decided to, uh, somebody else, was it his kid? And he said, no, I want the kid. And he said, I want the kid. I'll be a good dad. And then he she, he put her into a, a nunnery. And she oh, died when she was yeah. five. So oh. he also knocked up Claire Claremont, the half-sister. And yeah, he didn't stick around for that one either. He was just... He's painted this as this sort of romantic, moody, yeah. <laughs> fluffy, Mr. Darcy, bad boy type thing. When actually, he was a fanny. So I'm not going to mention much <laughs> about him. He can fuck right off. But. Goodbye. They were in this lovely villa. <laughs> I think that's the last of my anger, I must admit. I think that's the last of it. Just Byron can, you know, suck a marrow. Out of life. Fuck you. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> anyway, so they were in they were in Italy. Robots, love, villas. Yeah, marrows. The weather was awful. <laughs> weather was not good. It was raining all the time. The weather was pish. So they had to stay indoors. It was dinging doing with rain, all that kind of stuff. So, to amuse themselves, they read German ghost stories in a book called Phantasmagoria. Now... There is actually also a medical condition called phantasmagoria. The book begins with an F, but the the medical condition, it's PH, so it's phantom. Uh, what it actually is, is that people think they can see a, just a, a bucket load of ghosts and specters and phantoms. Neat. They imagine them, Ooh, basically. What? So it's it's unpleasant. So if you know that, well done. If you know that there was a song by the metal band Annihilator called phantasmagoria <laughs> bonus points to you but yeah that's what they did so it got to the the area of ghost stories and stuff like that and byron the ball bag suggested i know why don't we all write a ghost story because you know we're emo um <laughs> so that's what they did and uh off to bed we go he said byron with Lou, let's fetch us to bed with some laudanum and ideas," said Lou. <laughs> fucking quite right, Byron. That's his real first name. It's not Lord. It's Twatmonger. So, but the thing is, <laughs> so she struggled with it. She couldn't get the the motivation or the idea or anything at all. Each morning, they they were saying, "It's like, oh, any luck today?" And she was like, "No, fuck off, back off." Fair. This is why you relate to her so much. You didn't even know. Right? Yeah. That is me. You were supposed to do something? No, fuck off. I did not do it. Back off. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably paraphrasing. She probably said, Ooh, Lord's a lordy. No, I haven't done it yet. Do you know? Sort of thing. No. <laughs> Which is, you know, the long yeah. version of no. Back off, dick. Meaning Byron. I prefer both versions. Yeah. So she she was struggling. But then one night, picture the scene. They're in okay. the villa in Italy. It's olden times. Not so much for them. But it's late. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the rain pounding down. In Spain. Oh, mighty me. And she, she's not sleeping yet, but she's in such a state that she gets a vision comes to her. Her imagination sort of creates this image. And she wrote about this image. And I'm now going to... This is a quote from her. This is what she wrote about what she saw. <clears throat> Glasses off. <laughs> Not because I'm being sexy, it's because I can't fucking see up close with glasses on. So, <laughs> so here we are. Or both. Old, okay, olden times. 
black and white. Curtains are a fluttering because she's left the window open a little bit because it's getting a bit warm. But and AC's not invented yet. No, no there's no reason. That's times. why she's got the window open a little bit because there's a nice breeze coming in from Lake Cuomo, which is not that far away. Uh, George Clooney's there because he's old too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, currently or? In... <laughs> I was getting it all good there, and then I just had to make a stupid joke. So. <sighs> Somebody's clearing their throat. Or that was meant to be thunder. So, here she goes. Mary Shelley, who is going to sound like an old Scottish man. I saw the pale student of unhallowed arts kneeling beside the thing he had put together. I saw the hideous phantasm of a man stretched out and then, on the working of some powerful engine, show signs of life and stir with an uneasy half-vital motion. Frightful must it be, for supremely frightful would be the effect of any human endeavour to mock the stupendous mechanism of the creator of the world. And then she said, <laughs> just to lighten the mood a little bit. But, I mean, you can tell just from that little section there, her use of language is incredible. Yes. Absolutely incredible. That's just beautiful stuff because that was in, let me think, she was only, that was 18, 16. She was about 18 at the time. 18 or 19. Wow. Damn. At the time when she was writing Mary that. Shelley. And obviously, back in olden times, that's just how they spoke. There was no, you know, you go into Mackey's or anything like that. It was, you know, ooh, yeah. I saw a phantom lying on the bed and his head was all fluffed off. But, <laughs> oh, I, oh, I will say, remember I was saying before we started recording that there's a, a name in here that sounds like a porn star, but it isn't. Yes. So one good thing that Byron did, and one even better thing that the mother of the daughter did, her name's Ada Lovelace, and I can't, maybe you've mentioned her before, I'm not entirely sure, but she basically designed what became known as the computer, the general computer, a hundred years nice. before it was actually made. Damn. Yeah, Ada Lovelace. So you can understand why her name sounds like a brown chicken brown. Uh, yes. Yeah. But her her a brown chicken brown cat. Her mum was so like fuck this for a lark. You're not being a poet. Look where that long-haired flappy lip twat has become. You're doing maths instead. So oh, did the maths. Boo. Turns out she was a fucking legend for it. So she's still held in high regard because I think Charles Babbage is possibly for a long time was he invented the computer, and I think he actually made the first what is regarded as a computer. But she's the one who came up with the sort of blueprint, if you will, of what a computer became. Huh. You know why that Remarkable. sounds like a porn star name? Because mm. it's a porn star name. Linda Lovelace. Oh, Linda Lovelace, of course. She was, yes. Yeah, she was a deep I throat. was like, I know that name. Yes. Yeah. I, don't, I, I guess. Is she I an cook, I guess. adult film performer? Mm -hmm. She was, and then she became a born-again Christian because she said mm. that Deep Throat was actually backed and financed by the mafia, and they basically made her Hold do on, all wait, the stuff wait. in the thing. Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> Have you never watched the movie Deep Throat? No. It's from like nineteen early 1970s. Yeah, it's her clit is in the back of her like, throat. Yeah, it's one of those... Um, It was like... One of the first, like, really big porno films. Like, it in was mainstream. And stuff. It was very yeah. much mainstream. Yeah, it's a great exploration into cinematic history. <laughs> yeah, but it seemed to have more dubious sources than first uh, 
believe. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, she actually, I think she died in a car crash as well a bit later on. Maybe. Sorry. Yeah. Ashley, that is not funny. <laughs> Jesus did not take away. Oh my god. She would. Wow. Jesus did not take the wheel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm a horrible person. Maybe if she wasn't giving him a handy at the time, then, you know. Rest <laughs> <laughs> uh, in peace. Uh, <clears throat> um, Ava Lovelace. Linda. No. Oh, back, back to the story. Back to Ada <laughs> Lovelace, the woman who created the computer. Uh, and yes. Not, yes, her. Uh, the genius. Orgasms. Yes. You don't know her life. That's true. That's true. Uh, I think she, yeah anyway so that's the one good thing that Byron did in my opinion a lot of people like him because yeah, a lot of people like Shakespeare as well but I'm not going down that alley right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's alright oh Shakespeare used 10,000 words when other people use four and so everybody else is going what the fuck is he talking about so <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah, yeah I, I don't get it I don't get it <laughs> I, can't, I, I get it but it's oh, Get over it. <laughs> I'm an English theater nerd, and I'm still like, mm, bro, calm down, calm down. <laughs> what he's not is funny. He does the drama well. He's very good at the drama. Uh, yeah, okay. But anyway, back to someone who was a good writer, Mary Shelley. Um, Mary. So, out of that, as you can probably guess, came Frankenstein, which Frankenstein, which full title is Frankenstein or the Modern Prometheus. Now. I had to look up who Prometheus was because I'm not great with the whole Greek uh, gods and stuff like that. But what Prometheus was the one who's meant to have created humanity from clay. So it makes complete sense mm-hmm. that it's um, Prometheus. I've not actually read the book myself, but I know that it's very, very different to the 1931, 1933 uh, Universal uh, horror film, Frankenstein. It's mo- you haven't read Frank. I keep wanting to call him Frankenstein. Frankenstein. No, no, that's an entirely different cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> Frederick <Yes>. Frankenstein. <laughs> no, it's um Promethean. There was or Prometheus. There was um a claymation Nickelodeon show about it too, in like the nineties or early two thousand. That was weird. Oh, that's pretty nifty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Speaking of, oh my goodness. We're so sidetracked. Did y'all know where Nickelodeon came from? Uh-uh. Yeah. Edison. Huh? Are you talking about the Nickelodeons? Yeah. I think so. Were you supposed to put the nickel in yeah. and watch the movie? Yeah. Wasn't that an Edison? I don't know who invented it, but that's where the TV channel Nickelodeon came from, is where you used to have like the boxes on the side of the street and you'd put a nickel in and watch the movies. Yeah. Really? Huh. Yeah. Is that different yeah. to the, oh God, what are they called? Zoetropes? Where you sort of crank it. It's like a cylinder. And you crank it, it's got slits in it, and you can see like a horse jumping or something. No, this was actually like a 30 second or like a minute long clip from a wow. silent film. And you would put the nickel in and you would put like up to the binoculars and you would actually get to watch part of the movie. And wow. they were called Nickelodeon. Oh, and cool. the Nickelodeon was just like, we'll take that now. So was, <laughs> was it actually Edison or did he steal it from somebody else again? I'm not sure who invented them, but I just recently found out that that's what the TV channel was that's named really after. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say it was... Uh, uh, oh, shoot. I've forgotten his name. Not Edison. The one who was actually genuinely... Tes- Tesla, thank you. Tesla invented it. Also, do you have the Odeon Cinema over there? 
or did you? No. Yeah. Right, because you got there was a chain of cinemas over here called Odeon, which is like Nickelodeon but without the nickel bit. But it actually stood for Oscar Deutsch Entertains Our Nations because it was that was the guy who invented the that chain of cinema. Huh. There you go, fucking fact. No, we after have fact. a Regal and AMC. <laughs> I've been to an AMC <laughs> in New York when I was there for my honeymoon. I don't know what AMC stands for. Something not something important. cinema. Back to Frankenstein. Oh, Frankenstein. 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 Frederick. Frankenstein. It is monster. Yeah, it's monster. Shit, where was I? Frankenstein. Yeah, fuck me. Frankenstein. So, <laughs> this is the bit I actually forgot to write down. I was kind of going to go off on a little bit of a tangent of um, Frankenstein and pop culture and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I didn't write that down. What I am going to do is this is the bit where I'm going to talk about popcorn and monsters. <laughs> yeah. The other, 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 other. podcast. <laughs> So, and I'm really sorry about this, um, but... Don't apologize. Popcorn and Monsters. The reason it's called Popcorn and Monsters is because it's cinema related. I loved the Universal movies when I was a kid. Uh, Frankenstein and Dracula and Invisible <laughs> Man and, and Wolfman and all the that swamp, kind of stuff. Swamp Man? Swamp Monster? Creature swamp, from the Black Lagoon? Swamp Thing? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Swamp Thing. Swamp thing. There we go. Yeah. He's a Swamp Thing. And uh, let's shoot it. And uh, yeah, so I started writing something called Popcorn and Monsters that has these characters, but they've got different personalities. So, it's so good. The mummy has got OCD, uses their own bandages to clean and stuff like that. There's a Frankenstein character, Frankenstein Monsters character called Lumpy, who I love Lumpy. basically starts as a baby because he's a newborn. But as it goes on, he increases almost exponentially, not quite. And yeah, and Drac, who's going through a midlife crisis, but he's 400 instead of 40. <laughs> and just things like that. It's part of the Mirths and Monsters so feed. You just got to look for popcorn and monsters. And I really enjoy doing it. It's not finished yet. Like book one, as it were, is finished. There will be more, without a doubt. Yes. Just not yet. But that's why I wanted to wait till now to mention that because it's got the Universal Classic Monsters in it. Perfect. Now, back to things that aren't about me. So Boo. I'm gonna Boo. <laughs> I'm gonna pop off from Mary for a wee spell. But it's still related. I'm gonna talk about a fella and this is the bit I wasn't sure that uh, Rebecca might be familiar with. Uh Luigi Galvani. It's me, Mario. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna guess no. <laughs> uh, he was kind of considered the father of bioelectronics, pretty much. Please continue. What does that word mean? Couldn't remember. I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> I do. I'm kidding. I just like to swear. So Luigi Galvani, who was born in Bologna, Bologna, Italy. I googled. I made sure to make sure that, that was the correct pronunciation. It's not Bologna. It's Bologna. It's not a meat. Bologna. But he Bologna. lived from 1737 to 1798. His, his notable written works were in Italian, so I've got no idea what called. But <laughs> he is famous for creating something called the Voltaic Pile, which is basically the first experimental source of current electricity. It was basically a form of a battery. Oh, I feel like I've heard of that. Well, you've probably heard of galvanism. Galvanism is what yes. is gal Galvani. That's where it comes from. Oh. 
as a little interesting fact about that a bit later on as well. So, how did he find out about bioelectronics? So, electronics... He got electrocuted. Or electromechanics, bioelectric mechanics, sorry. He didn't get electrocuted. But the bio part, obviously, is human or frog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's the frog leg thing. Yes. Oh, no. No, no, it's okay, it's okay. They're already dead. So... (laughs) I don't think that's a problem to Ashlaz. Like <laughs> she doesn't do frogs. Yeah, so I'd prefer them dead and not moving at all. Not really. They're kind of cute, but they're gross. Well, these ones they're, were dead and they're moving. They're not the worst thing I've eaten. I know that's what's bad. What's worse than frog for you? Goat. How's that worse than frog? I don't know because my brain is fucked. Because <laughs> she hasn't been rammed by a frog before. <laughs> Wait, but she has up. been rammed by a goat. <laughs> that sounds really yes. dodgy. <laughs> I know. No, I had the wind knocked out of me by a mama goat when I was trying to feed a baby when I was like seven, and they're Satan and they're evil, and I don't like them. Or you could listen to our goat ball episode. It's fine. <laughs> I enjoyed that episode. <laughs> Talking about enjoy all your episodes. Listen to them like three times each. So I love you, <laughs> Lu- Luigi Galvani, who was a fan of frogs or not. So. He gave lectures on the anatomy of the frog in 1773. In late 1770s, he had acquired an electrostatic machine, which is a large device for making sparks. Yeah, basically, uh (laughs) uh-huh. That was the wording of the thing as well. And he also had something called a Leyden jar, L-E-Y-D-E-N. And this is used to store static electricity. Which I believe, if you want to use some static electricity to rough up your hair... Make a balloon stick to a wall. You usually mm-hmm. stuck you open the jar. That's not how it works at all. So <laughs> I was gonna say I want a jar of static electricity so I can just walk up you, and zap you. A, you make it sound like fireflies. Yeah, it's not a jar jar. I don't know what it is, but it's not like a you know. Um so he began Twisty to top. experiment with muscular stimulations by electrical means. So what did he done do? Was the sentence that I wrote. I don't know why. Um, so there was three main things that was mentioned. One was he managed to get a contraction, a muscular contract contraction using scissors on a frog during oh. a storm. Wait. During a storm. He touched the nerves with the scissors during a storm. And that contracted. He's scrapbooking the... with the frog while it's raining out. Pretty much. Yeah. That's, that's what I just heard. I well, like I mean. It. I don't like it. Sometimes it did rain frogs, and he thought, how can I use this to best further my uh, (laughs) experiments? Certainly use scissors. And then the other one, there was a skinned frog. It was dead. It was dead. And he touched the lumber nerve. Okay. and, and, And the frog kicked out. Pew, pew. Like that. I don't know if it hit him or anything, but he did that. And the last one he did, he <laughs> just like smacked his nose. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, he, he hooked, a, a, it was a copper hook that he put into the frog's spinal cord. And this thing went, this thing went. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Gives me the heebie-jeebies. That's not what that noise sounded like. So he called this animal electricity because he thought that the brain was the most important tiff, don't laugh. So he thought the brain was the most important organ to do this kind of thing. <laughs> Basically the the I'm very much simplifying it for me here. 
the sort of the the charge. He realised that there was a charge still going in the in a an inanimate uh, form that could still be used somehow, and that's how he was doing this kind of thing. And he thought it was from the brain, but the electricity was stored to animal electricity. However, now okay. there was a fella called Alessandro Volta. Hey, voltage. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. he was uh <laughs> he was a professor of physics at the University of Pavia and he thought nah to uh <laughs> Galvani's work. He thought it was because Galvani had used different metals, he thought the metals were the things that were making different things happen. And so he called it metallic electricity rather than animal electricity. But then Galvani then used the same metals for each thing and it still did the same thing. It still worked. So, But what's really hmm. cool about this is that you've heard of stories of back in the day where scientists, you know, kick off with each other in a sort of, I've discovered this. And they go, no, you haven't. You're a poopy head. But a lot worse than that. But Yeah, I think that's exactly how it happened. Exactly. I think that's how they've all gone down in history. But oh, in yeah, a, that's how I talk every day at work. Yeah, you're a poopy you're, head. You're a poopy head. But this was really cool because Galvani was a kind of laid back sort of dude. And Volta had quite high like moral standards and stuff like that. So they didn't actually fight about it. They just had a friendly... You see it this way, I see it this way, or you've done this, I get what you mean. And Volta said this about, he was actually the one who coined the term galvanism, uh, Volta did. And he said this, uh, quote, it contains one of the most beautiful and most surprising discoveries that Galvani did, which is a really, really sweet thing to say. And then they kissed. And they they made out. (laughs) And uh, Galvani put a metal hook in his lumber hole oh. <laughs> and it made him that's kick out. the halloween twist it made him that, kick out with uh, his third leg hmm? I, <laughs> okay what are those what are those rods called what they get inserted down the urethra <gasps> oh a sounding rod yeah both <laughs> a sound there's no sound Tiffany. down there well that's not why <laughs> but when you said he inserted the hook i just pictured a sounding rod anyway continue <laughs> like that never happened. Just carry on. I don't get. Well, my penis we don't have to talk is about just sealed gauges. shut. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the reason that I mentioned I Galvani that there is because those experiments happened before Mary Shelley, well, was even born actually, but she was very interested they actually used the term it used to be called natural philosophy which apparently was uh, the study of science back at the time and uh mary was very interested in that kind of thing she attended uh, science lectures and stuff like that she would have known about this kind of thing so there is another sad bit the first child that she gave birth to uh who died after a few weeks four days after the the baby died she dreamt that she revived it as well. So some mm. people think that that's sort of linked to that as well. It may be a, a sort of subconscious back of the brain sort of thing. Yeah. So the, with yeah. Galvani doing his experiments and that kind of thing, her interest in science, it sort of comes together to create, no pun intended, Frankenstein, the, the story that she came up with, which has endured to yeah. this day. And it was very, it's, it's, it has changed so much 
since it began. There's so many different theories about what Frankenstein is about, whether it's political or whether it's to do with so, uh, social kind of things as well. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I haven't read it. I'm not, I'm familiar with the story of it. <laughs> it you sounds like that. a deep study like, of a thing. I, I thought you were talking about something else when you said you hadn't read it. You've no, I'm sorry. Hold on. I had a moment. That's my favorite story of all time. And I just, you're wonderful enough to overcome this. I just had to have a moment. Continue. <laughs> so you've read the, the you've read the Mary story. Shelley's Frankenstein. Well, okay. Yes, so what do you, favorite book of all time. do you see it as just a story or what, what do you, what's your take on it? I see it as a societal thing. Like uh, Frankenstein wasn't a monster until people made him into one. Or I'm sorry, Frankenstein's monster wasn't. He was just, you know, somebody who was outcast and turned away from the very beginning. And when he tried to show, when he tried to be affectionate and love, he just didn't know his own strength. And it's just, it's a really sad story of people judging somebody based off what they see and not getting to know them and the person you become based on people's reactions to you. So he was shaped by. The outside world, basically. Yes. Ah, it's really sad. And it's does it end up in the story. Arctic? Yes, it yes, does. That much I do know. Yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Poor fellow. And does he, is, does he have no name? I've heard that he's got no name or he's called Adam. He has no name in Mary Shelley's version. Right. Okay. Well, he's But I can no... see why people would call him Adam. Yeah. First bloke. You know, being apparently. the first creation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Poor uh, fella. It is, I have like it's four copies. I can send you one if you want. I'm good. I think you've just told me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very long, though. Got it's it. like a hundred and odd pages. Yeah, it's not very long at yeah, all. Yeah, I'm still good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so pretty much that ties up. I've still got one other thing to talk about, but that pretty much ties up the whole Mary Shelley, the Frankenstein, Galvani kind of thing. I do have one other thing. To finish off our session this evening. A session? Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm in therapy. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about Penny Dreadfuls. Oh. Any clue? <laughs> um, I just immediately pictured the TV show logo. Yeah. With the person curled up and it looks like a skull. Well, that's, that's how they did that style of show reflects what the original Penny Dreadfuls were like. So you're going to hear Excellent. things that you are familiar with, but you didn't realize it was actually from this thing at the time. So, and there is a reason. Oh, 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 it ties up in a nice little bow at the end. <laughs> Doesn't it just... That reaction was beautiful. Mm. So, Penny Dreadfuls. <laughs> uh <laughs> So they actually started in the 1830s, mainly in the UK and London area. The Guardian newspaper described Penny Dreadfuls as Britain's first taste of mass-produced popular culture for the young. So at the time, industrialization was on the increase as well. So there was a bit more disposable income at the time. An improvement of printing equipment uh, helped increase uh, the popularization of popularization of novels as well and it also increased the newspapers 
and also these Penny Dreadful. So there's some newspapers that started in the 1830s that are still on the go today. Oh, that's cool. And it was because of the whole printing press thing and all that kind of stuff it started. So they were actually called Penny Serials at the time. And in the 1830s, between 1830 and 1850, there was up to 100 publishers of these weekly serials. And they were made affordable so they they could be they would appeal to the working class at the time. They were only a penny. That was that. Because you at the time you used to get novels in serialized form, like Charles Dickens. Like with um when Stephen King did the Green Mile initially, he did it in six chap uh, six yeah, books. That was a series. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he did that because Dickens used to do that, so he was wanting to do a sort of wee homage to th- to him. That explains Moby Dick a little more. Yes. Why? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was just long. I don't know if that was one of them, but it just, it took forever. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, it would have been actually that makes complete sense. I've not I've not read that thick book either, unfortunately. Don't worry about it. As a big whale. Apologies. And then if, yeah. Generations later, Moby was born. <laughs> Something like that. It was his. What well, was his granddad that wrote it? I think. Herman Melville was, was the grandfather really? of Moby, yeah. That's why he calls That's... himself Moby. Yeah. Good to know. There you go. <laughs> I thought that was a well-known one, that one. Hey, just giving you a quiz answer. hey <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, anyway, sorry. So the Dickens one, they were going for a shilling, which was 12 pennies, instead of just a penny oh. for these things. So Damn, the... too fancy, huh? Well, you know, he was he was pretty good. And quite popular at the time. Um, prefer him to fucking Shakespeare anyway. But these um, <laughs> penny serials, it was a weekly release, and they were normally about eight pages long, sometimes 16, normally eight. There'd be some illustrations along with the, the text and all that kind of stuff. So to begin with, they were just pretty much reprints or rewrites of previous Gothic novels. The Castle of Otranto is a novel by a fella called Horace Walpole. Yeah, so The Castle of That Fucking Place, by Horace Walpole. And it was originally published in 1764, and it's considered the first gothic novel. That was the point of me mentioning it. I thought it was fair to the fella that it actually got mentioned, because it uses the word gothic within the the subtitle of the actual story. So it's uh, The Castle of Otranto, a gothic story. 1764. So it was that kind of thing that was being printed on the 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 penny serials. So it was that kind of stuff. We need to bring those back. It's called Twitter now. No. They I don't want to go on the Twitter. There wouldn't be a penny, unfortunately, though. But this is where it gets interesting. Er, 1836. Bum, bum, bum. Penny Bloods began. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So Penny Bloods, also known as Penny Dreadfuls. There was more gore, basically, to it. What they did was they would have lives of notorious highwaymen. Are you familiar with Dick Turpin? No, not familiar with Dick. So we're uncultured swine. From no, it's it's not it's it's not a thing. It's a very 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 British thing. He was a highwayman who would go up and down and you know give me your money, rich people, pew pew, sort of stuff. But they would make stories about him and other sort of rapscallion rascals of the time but it would be my kind of guy (laughs) it would be fake stories there's no fucking byron 
it, it wouldn't be uh, fake stories, but about real people, basically, because they were very popular. Ah, okay. So Dick Turpin, for example, was so popular. Like I said before, uh, a standard weekly uh, serial was eight pages. He was in stories that lasted over 2,200 pages. Good oh, God. Yeah. So you can imagine how popular... He was. Yeah. He 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 died a very very not good death, unfortunately. And his old teacher really? fucking dobbed him in. But yeah, so real people, fake stories. Now here's the bit that I found very interesting. Well, I sort of knew, but I didn't realize it was connected to Penny Dreadful. One of the most famous ones to come from this is called String of Pearls, a romance. Have you heard of that? It's not a pearl necklace. <laughs> no. it's not a pearl necklace. <laughs> My brain went in like four different directions. Four. Yeah. Well, as she holds up three fingers. As I hold up three fingers. Four different directions. Ooh, uh, my brain immediately went to Pearl Necklace. Yeah, no, I that know. That was one of them. Well, this does involve uh, leakage around the throat area. Because. Okay. Same. <laughs> this introduced. The, this is the first thing that introduced the character of Sweeney Todd. Oh, what? there you go. No way. Yeah. How did I not know this? I wrote That's an entire thing. paper on Sweeney Todd. Not a lot of people do. A lot of people seem to think it starts with Stephen Sondheim, which irks me only a little. <laughs> because the fucking story had gone for over a hundred years before that. So, yeah, it was called String of Pearls, a Romance, and it introduced Sweeney Todd to the world. And obviously that became wow. incredibly popular in london mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and uh yeah so i found that very very cool now the last thing i'm going to mention and don't laugh it sounds funny but <laughs> another famous one to come you from the know time who you're talking to? i know i know but it's a silly name um but it's still very cool the another famous one to come from it, it's called varney the vampire Oh, that's fun. I know. It, it sounds like a children's story. Okay, it isn't. So, this was about <laughs> uh, Sir Francis Varney, the vampire. This Now, this predated Bram Stoker's Dracula by five years. And a lot of the vampiric tropes that you see still in current uh, culture came from this. So it was, the, it was the first one that introduced sharpened teeth. For vampires, first mm -hmm. one to get two punctured holes, two punctured wounds on there. The first one that sort of had going through a window to get to a maiden in her boudoir. Oh, <laughs> <So>, thingies. Also <laughs> had uh, the power of hypnosis and also had superhuman strength. All of that came from Varney the Vampire. Which is previous to... Obviously, the vampire myth has been on the go for way longer than that. But this is the oh, first yeah. one that, can, that that actually had these tropes that are still on the go today. And also the first one that had... And this, uh, this was in quotes, a sympathetic vampire. Which is, oh. he despises the condition that he's in, but he's a slave to it. So that's the I'm first... I'm currently listening to Twilight on tape, and I'm not proud of it, but um, Edward... I can't tell what I'm least proud of. The fact that you're like, I'm re-listening to Twilight on tape or the fact that you said you're listening to Twilight on tape like it's <laughs> 1994. Right? <laughs> 
I'm listening to the audiobook. Also, Read what I'm talking about for like the fifth time <laughs> is a vampire. Yes. Not glittery. Yeah, not a sparkle machine. Yeah. A sparkle machine. <laughs> yeah. That's still giving him way too much credit. A machine at least has a purpose. Oh, rude. Burn. I mean, I'm not like attached to Edward Cullen by any stretch of the imagination. I am. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I prefer to Miss Cedric Diggory to be. Oh, poor Cedric. I know. I I really like Robert Pattinson. I do too. Especially how much he despises Twilight. (laughs) Look at his interviews. Poor fella. Him and Kristen. Is it Kirsten or Kristen? Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart, yeah. Sam said you listen to a brief bit of their the DVD audio commentary. And they were just both ripping, like a, a Mystery Science Theater 3000 kind of way uh-huh. of watching it. And it was like, and they were both saying, it's like, okay, so which of the two facial expressions will we use in this scene? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kristen I've... Stewart and facial expressions. That's laughable. She's really good she as Joan all... Jett. I forget the name of the film. Yeah. The Runaways. She's really good at that. And she was she good can in make Panic. As many or as few facial expressions as she wants. I'm into it. I mean, she's hot. I'll give her that much. So you're happy with a Christian. That movie did not do her justice. Mm. I need you, I need you to not be weak justice. for people with strong jawlines, Tiff. I refuse to not be weak for that. <laughs> I think I've got Give a me a strong jawline and an androgynous <laughs> face, and I am <laughs> butter. 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 Why did you throw that? You know you're going to want it again. This for emphasis. Emphasis. I've literally got three lines left. <laughs> sorry. So, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we got to Kristen Stewart, and I got distracted. This is my little boo. That, no, that's I, the point? <laughs> I, under, I, I understand completely. She's... You know, she's attractive and all that stuff. She's no Gillian Anderson, but nobody is. So, <laughs> uh, she's been my number one since X Files. Uh, right. So this is my little wrap it up in a bow ties everything together sort of thing. So in these stories, Varney the vampire has he dies and gets uh, revived a few times as well, and one way. That Barney the vampire is uh, revived is by galvanism. What? What? He's revived by Um... galvanism. So there's a there's a professor or or a a scientist fella comes along after Barney's been hanged. He dies and then he electrocutes him. The way like he's think Barney is the frog, Uh and the scientist (laughs) is the. Is Galvani. So he's uh, revived by gal- using galvanism. The end. So I don't know not the why, end. <laughs> but <laughs> not the end. Not the end. I don't know why, but for some reason, like, it never crossed my mind that somebody would have done reanimation before Mary Shelley. So that just kind of yeah. blew my mind for a second. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Would the shock paddles in hospitals be galvanism? Oh, good question. Because that sounds like it's kind of the same thing. It's using electricity. Sort of. But I think sort of. that you're alive. Like, the the programs lie to us. I think you're actually alive when you get shocked with those things because it's just meant to make your heart beat regular. It doesn't bring Correct. you back it's from hurt. life to it or anything like that at all. It restarts your heart. Or makes back it to the heart. level. I think. Yeah. Something like that. Ah. So it's using electricity, but... I do the, like... <laughs> 
bridges and numbers. I don't do the soft squishy stuff. I have no the idea. Soft how squishy that... stuff. <laughs> I don't that know how that describes works. Describes you so well in like a multitude of ways. <laughs> well, like I do medical devices, but it's like bone screws. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't do like sutures or soft squishy stuff. No, no, Fair. thank you. Huh. But yeah, well, yeah. I know um, it was going to be a science lesson today. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, I kind of knew about Galvani before um, and his frogs. But uh, yeah, so yeah, the the, the <laughs> revival it's stuff. It's a riveting was... story. <laughs> it made us hoppy. Wow, <laughs> I took until now. Two Ash hours is going to make me crow for a pun. Oh bloody hell! <laughs> Have you been saving these up? It's fine. It's okay. We've only been recording for a little over an hour, so you're fine. I know. That's unusual for me. I know. It's exciting. It's quick. <laughs> I've. As always, <laughs> as always, we've loved recording with you, and this has been the highlight of my month. Yeah. Of your month? The your month on the 6th. It's Halloween. Uh-huh. It's Halloween month. Well, technically, it's the 7th in your area. Wait, no. No, it's the 6th, because it's still my it's birthday. it's the 6th yeah. in your area. Yeah. <laughs> Numbers are year. hard for her. It's not so much technically numbers, as but... actually. <laughs> so... Uh, as we record this, when this comes out, it'll be way later. But um, mm. everybody just like reach out to CK and say happy birthday month. Boop, boop. Because it's whoop. birthday as we record. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> CK, I adore you. And the fact that you covered my all-time favorite story just made my life. And I appreciate you. And You're welcome. And did you short circuit? You had it. You were going. And I looked to Ashley and Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) I shocked her once and she never recovered. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for being on CK. It's always amazing. And there's a reason that you are. Agreed. We're professionals. (laughs) Are our most frequent guest on the show. To be fair, I asked you. <laughs> and can we I come on you? Can, no, can I come on your show again? <laughs> on your show again. Okay, in my defense, it's 3 a.m. in the morning. That's Likely fair. story. <laughs> no, that's your that- birthday. <laughs> on your birthday. <laughs> uh, it's a birthday well, treat. So before. <laughs> Before we, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Before we leave, yes, you don't have to go through the whole spiel again because it's at the top of the episode. But remind everyone what your shows are so that they can find you. Yeah, I'll I'll be brief with them this time. Uh, so it's Mirth and Monsters, CK is killing it, a true crime in history, Infernal Souls and Eternal Arseholes. And the popcorn and monsters I was talking about is in the Martha Monsters feed. So, and you can find them wherever you listen to your stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Beautiful. And on the Twitter and and, and yeah, we'll have everything linked yeah. and shared and all that jazz. And if you haven't checked him out, you're yet, missing out. Yeah, you're totally missing out. And what's wrong with you? Like, we're <laughs> look at this. We're gonna make it easy for you because remember, we're taking a personal mental health break for uh november what did we call it we're taking a seasonal break for seasonal depression (laughs) (laughs) um november december we are not planning at this time to release episodes we are taking a break for ourselves we are coming back we all need this we are not leaving we are not done but we are all going through life 
very difficultly. <laughs> All of our spoons were stolen. We have no spoons left. There's mild turbulence. So in order to keep the show going and keep it going as best as we can, we're going to take a little bit of a personal break. We will still be active on social medias and in our Discord. So if you haven't joined us yet, make sure you find the link to that and come join us. And uh, listen yeah. to CK during our hiatus. Get For to know sure. him. We will... Um, We'll be sharing some of our friends' stuff over the next couple months so you guys can check them out and hang out with them and love them as much as we do. So, yeah. on that note... I, sorry, I was just going to say, I highly recommend your Discord as well. There's so many lovely people in there. I've got one as well yeah, for Martha really Monsters, are. and it's just... They're, yes. they're very sort of similar um, kind of groups. There is a lot of crossover there, and it's just so much fun yes, in there. Yes, there is. I love it. Yeah, our Discord and your Discord... Discard... I had to say it with an accent, you know? It's like, um, I've lost the count the number of times, like, CK pops in and, oh like, god. a new person. It's like, oh my god, CK's here! Uh, yeah. It makes uh-huh. me so happy. Yeah. We have celebrities. Our, our claim to fame is here. <laughs> Look, we know it's CK. Anytime somebody freaks out over you being in the server, I'm like, yeah, that's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to then um, go yes, and our knock one out. A... <laughs> <laughs> It's a lovely place full of amazing, wonderful people, and you should come hang out with us. Very much and, so. Uh, yeah. Thank you, CK. Oh, oh yeah. Thank you. No. Thank you. Thank you for letting me back on again. It's always good. Of course. And I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I sound bored. I'm not bored. I'm just, I'm fucking knackered now. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> this is the longest right. I've actually gabbered on for, um, for quite a while now. So my voice is actually starting to go as well. But I love being on here so flipping much i didn't swear see it was good i didn't swear we love you we love you we're so proud (laughs) once we are recharged and 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 and, and, we'll have you on again i couldn't think of okay there's one person i couldn't think of anybody better that i can see in my birthday with than you lot i can't hug you so i'm gonna hug ashley okay (laughs) That's how it works. It is. On that note. Really get your head in there as well. Remember, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has something that they find odd. We'll be back soon to tell you why it's not. Yeah. If you have any questionable topics you want us to eventually maybe discuss, you can share them with us on our social medias. Or in the meantime, talk to us on our Discord. We we do the memes. We share inappropriate topics. We talk about our cats. I talk about my cats. It's also very good for your mental health. Sure. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> it's a relatively positive place. Pop in, laugh at something. I guarantee we're always laughing about something. Always. Anyway, Tiffany. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, subscribe, rate, and review. Or tell your friends or join us on Discord or support our friends like CK. <laughs> we love you. Keep it strange. And we will see you in January. Huzzah! In 2022. Uh. <laughs> Bye, friends. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>